Welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I'm Lindsay K. Porter, and if you missed last week's episode, you will want to take a listen because we talked about an additional layer of relationship dynamic that really can change the way you are connecting and increasing harmony in your marriage. So take a listen. This week, we are going to talk about why most people struggle with their happiness and why knowing this one thing will significantly improve your ability to experience happiness in your life and relationships. So let's dive in. Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it? ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone. I am excited to be here with you today and to really talk about why so many of us struggle with our happiness and what we can do about it to experience more happiness, more peace, more harmony in our life and with our relationships. I want to share with you, five years ago, I lived a life of reaction. I was living you know, waiting for the next thing to happen. Like, when was the next shoe going to drop? Thinking and having the mindset and the mentality of, well, if this bad thing happened, I'm probably up because they come in threes. They're probably going to be three more bad things. So I just need to endure whatever's going to happen and keep trying to navigate life, you know, just keep at it. And I was miserable. I had this focus in my life where I would ask myself often, why is all of this happening to me? Why me? Why am I the special one that gets to have, you know, children that are not obedient and not listening and a a partner that seems to be away from our home more often than he is at home, choosing work and everything else over me. Like this was my belief. In fact, I had this belief that it, you know, it was all on me to balance my home, the family dynamics and be the main financial provider. And it was so lonely to the point where I I had this belief that I couldn't count on my husband. I couldn't depend on him for helping and supporting what was going on at the home front. In fact, when he would say yes to something that I would ask, he wouldn't follow through. And here it was again, just showing up in my my existence that, yep, this is why I'm alone. This is why I can't count on him to do what it is that he says he's going to do. Again, another thought, he would prioritize everything above me and our kids his work, his school, whatever was going on for church or service opportunities, like he was gone. And I just felt this overwhelming 
pressure of balancing the home life, our children, and knowing I had to do this alone. And let me tell you, my life was painful. It was where I lived from. I was stuck in misery. And I thought this was living. I thought this was what my life was going to be. And it wasn't until I discovered that life is 10% of what happens. 10%, that is such a small percentage. And in my existence, it made up 100%. But it was 10% of what happens and 90% of how I reacted to it. And I'm going to share with you, I did not react well. That was not my existence. It was not the way I was showing up. I did not have the awareness that there was anything different than it could be. And I lived in that default thinking in my brain where I had to react, was ready for the next reaction, ready to react to the next thing. And until I really understood this 10% of what happens and 90% of how I react to it, was I able to make the shifts to improve the quality of my life, my relationships, and my happiness. So how we choose to see things and respond to others makes all the difference in our ability to experience happiness. I want to say this again. How we choose to see things and respond to others makes all the difference in your ability to experience happiness. Happiness is a choice. You've heard me say this and you will hear me to continue to say this. It is a choice. When we aren't making a choice, when we don't see that there is a choice, that is the hard wiring of that default brain that lives in reaction. That is the operating system of our brain that we've hardwired. And if we want to start making shifts and we want to start transforming our life and relationships, it starts with a choice. We have to consciously decide and make a choice to design the life we want, to create the meanings and the thoughts that we need to provide that rewiring into our existence so we can truly respond to life. My happiness depends on how I respond to life, not react to it. When I react to my life, my level of happiness is definitely decreased. It is down. And when I am showing up to respond, trusting myself that I can navigate whatever happens in my life, I'm going to go back to that. That 10% of your happiness is dependent upon what happens. 90% of it is how you respond to it. So I, I want to share this. Um, and, and this focus on this episode is really going to be more of a mindset strategy. When we own our happiness and we determine that level of happiness based on how we choose to experience our life through the thoughts and meanings that we allow to be entertained, because here's the thing, whatever thoughts we have, they are going to attract additional associated thoughts that feel the same. So I'm going to go back to this. 
It is our thoughts about a circumstance or a situation. So it's our thoughts, that attitude, that mindset that invoke the feelings, the emotions. So what is emotions? It's energy in motion. It's the motion part where we take action. So it's our feelings that are invoked by these thoughts that we have. And it's from those emotions, those feelings that we take action. And then we experience a result. If we're not happy with our results, let's reverse engineer this, right? What feelings do you need to have to experience the result that you want? Um, What thoughts do you need to have to invoke those feelings? And that's how this works. Okay. So here it is. I'm going to give you a circumstance. And this was one of my circumstance. Um, And I want you guys to know I share my life. I share my experiences, not to paint anyone, any of my children or my spouse as, as a bad person, because they're not. They are my greatest blessing. And my greatest joy is experiencing the relationships I get to have with them because of what I am wanting to create with them. So I I just want to caveat that. I would have this thought, you know, I'm an early riser. I'd get up, go to the gym, um, get ready for my work day or whatever, whatever the day was presented. But I'm a typical early riser where my husband tends not to be. And he'll wait till he has to get up to go to work sometimes. Well, when I would go to the gym or come home and get into the shower and my husband would be gone for his work day, I would notice that our bed was unmade. And this was Lindsay like five years ago plus from from the start of our marriage uh, until up about the last five years. And I would have this thought of the bed's unmade. Well, he doesn't care enough about me to take the time to make our bed. And then I'd have this other thought that would come into my head. He doesn't consider my day or my needs. And then it would be if he loved me, he would have made our bed. And then it would go to, he doesn't value my time and efforts in our home. And the result of those thoughts would come into a feeling of annoyance and anger to the point where I would feel like, oh my goodness, well, he doesn't care enough about me or he doesn't see my needs or want to meet my needs. Well, then I'm not going to meet his. And how can I punish? Because this is, I mean, I just caveat here is a a um, feminine energy that we feel sometimes we have to do is that means of punishing when the needs aren't being met. And so I would go into to a place of ignoring, silent treatment, stonewalling, shortness with him when he would come home. And it didn't feel good. And it would just continue to prolong my pain and my unhappiness and my misery. And I'm going to show you another way of seeing the exact same circumstance here. Here it is. Bed's unmade. Walking into my room. Bed unmade. Well, he must have been running behind or late to get to work. And then a thought would come in of, he must have been really focused on getting to work so he could provide for our family. And he must want to get back to home so he can quickly join in on some family time. Like those were the thoughts that I started to choose and experience to the same circumstance of an unmade bed. And what was the result of those thoughts? Well, I maintained my inner peace and my levels of happiness, and it enabled me to be willing to give more to my family, my relationship, and work as that team, because my husband and I are a team. 
I'm going to go back into this because I know I've talked about this on other episodes, but when we are measuring and keeping track of what he's doing, what I'm doing, that only prolongs our suffering. Because when we are working as one, becoming one as a team, the keeping track doesn't matter. It's the end result of what you're creating that matters. And where is it going to lead? So that is so important in our levels of happiness. And um, this is the work that we do in my free Facebook group, as well as in, as in my coaching program. So if this is resonating with you and you are wanting help and assistance, reach out to me, go to my website, schedule a discovery call with me, and let's see what we can do together to start creating the results in your life that you want to experience. It is through these shifts of meanings, the story, the thought that we have, and the thoughts that we attract that change the emotional response that we are taking action from. So it takes time to rewire our brain to show up the way we need to and the way we want to, to experience life with more love, heartfelt understanding, compassion, and um, happiness and joy. It is possible. I am proof it is possible. It is taking the time and doing the work that makes this possible. The call to action this week for you is awareness. I really want you to be aware of that time, that space when you are showing up in response or in reaction because that is two different ways to navigate your life. So take the moment to choose whether or not you're going to react or you're going to respond and identify, even if in the moment, because you can't feel that there is a time to make that decision and you're in react mode, which happens. It is our human nature. Our human nature wants us to keep us safe and comfortable. And if we've always done it this way, it wants to continue to do it that way. It's the rewiring. It's the consciously choosing. It's the awareness of, wow, I just totally reacted in this moment from that downward spiral. And that is not the relationships I'm wanting to create. Own it. And then think about what you could do differently, what thoughts you could have changed that would have changed your experience and the result of what you experienced. Remember, this life is about progress, not perfection. Awareness is the first step to becoming. Join me next week as we continue to change the lenses through which you see your relationships while becoming enlightened. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Relationships. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, then please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to help share this message with others.